Hey, and welcome to another episode of Sunday Pour. My name is Anthony. I'm here with my cousin Ant. We're here on the horn, ready to do another episode. Of course, if you haven't followed us on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow us at both of those at Sunday Pour. And, uh, you know, just check us out for pictures of what we're drinking and some, I won't say rock solid picks of the ponies, but some decent picks from time to time from Cousin Ant. Today, we're going to put all our troubles aside. We're going to take a little trip down memory lane. But before we do, Ant, how you doing and what are you drinking? Uh, doing great. Uh, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane tonight. Get a little nostalgic on you guys. And for that, I am drinking some wild turkey rare breed. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, that's going to that's, that's gonna bring back a lot of memories that you thought you'd forgotten. But, I, had uh, to go, I had to go deep. I had to go deep <laughs> for this cast. <laughs> I, uh, I went, I got an old stadium cup. It's not an old stadium. It's a new stadium. But I got a Yankee stadium cup, and I'm drinking a beer out of it. Which I usually, you know, I, I keep them as souvenirs, and I keep them around the house. Until they rot and fall apart, and then throw them out. Is it, is it a blue one? No, th- that one's no. dead. That blue one okay. is dead. <laughs> yeah, I think mine Didn't is too. It. I think that's from 2009. I think the blue one. Yeah, that one. Uh... No, this is from last yeah. year. So, uh, all right. <laughs> so, what what are you drinking out of it specifically? It's the bud. It's the bud. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit Yankee baseball. We're going to kind of go back in our memory banks tonight and just talk. Look, we both miss sports. We all miss, not just both of us, but everybody misses sports in, uh, in different ways. And it's been really – it's been difficult. A lot of people losing jobs, businesses closing. But I think we can all agree if sports was around, we would be doing a lot better, at least mentally. So we're yes. going to kind of so – we're going to – we're going to put all that aside for tonight, and we're going, to, we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to go back to our fandom of the New York Yankees and uh, try and remember some things that, you know, from when we were 10, 11 years old, we're going to work our way on up uh, and see, we'll see how far we can get today. You know, maybe we'll do a part two. I think that's the plan. We'll see uh, about a part two next, next time we do a show uh, like this after our movie show this weekend. And, uh, and we're just gonna go. We're just gonna try to dive into the memory banks and see what we come up with. See what we do. Yeah, let's go. With that said, take, that take said, it away. All right, we'll start with me now because I guess mine was the first game uh, chronologically. Um, this goes back to the forty-sixth annual Old Timers Day Yankee wow. Stadium. I think this was my first game. I'm almost positive it was. All the all the clues line up and to be my first game. Um, it was, I know it was the Mariners. I know it was at that old timers day game because I got an autograph from Hank Bauer at it. And I had that, my had that on my wall for, and I actually found like the upper deck sheet that they're giving out at the old timers day. And I have that one signed by Hank Bauer somewhere laying around somewhere. I actually got a Hank Bauer game used. uh, I don't know if I still have it. It might be at my mother's house. A game. It was either worn Jersey or game used bat. They used to sell those pack of Yankee Legends yeah, cards. Yeah, yep. And I, mm-hmm. that was like the first uh, game used anything I got was Hank Bauer something. This, you know what? It might not even have been Hank Bauer autograph. It was just Hank Bauer's on, now that I'm thinking about it, Hank Bauer's on like the sheet. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because, I mean, they're not the, it's not the classic Yankee Legends on there. I mean, they're good ball players like Bobby Brown, Dr. Bobby Brown, Hank Bauer's on it, Allie Reynolds is on it. 
mm-hmm. Tommy Henrik is on it, and Phil Rizzuto is on this little. It's like a little artistic baseball Yankee thing, whatever it is. Upper Deck did it, and I always just assumed that was Hank Bauer's autograph. But now that I think about it, I don't know if that was ever verified. So I just always said it was Hank Bauer's autograph. But it could have been anybody that was there, old timers day, ninety nine, nineteen ninety two. For the sake of the show, it was Hank Bauer. Yeah, right. we'll sake, just go with that. For the sake of legend, it was Hank Bauer. So ninety two uh, was this over the summer, July, August, July eleventh. Yeah, July eleventh. Okay. Yep. Bucks first year, yes, managing yeah. the team. Yep, it was uh, not very good. The Mariners were thirty-five and fifty-three, and the Yankees were forty-two and forty-four at the time. Um, I don't. We, it was twelve-inning game. I don't think we made it all the way. I assume we didn't make it all the way through. I don't, I don't remember though. I don't remember anything about this game except that my brother was really into Ken Griffey Jr. And there was also like one girl in the crowd wearing a Mariners hat. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember if I thought she was cute or not, but I know she was cute because my brothers kept looking over at her and making a comment about how the cute girl was the only Mariners fan in the crowd. So <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't getting heckled, basically. I mean, good, we were we, good looks. Uh... We had decent seats. Like, we weren't like... Um, we weren't like in the nosebleeds or in the bleachers or anything like that. So no, she wasn't okay. getting heckled. So, this um, Old Timers Day is, I didn't realize it had a little bit of uh, lore to it as far as, not lore, I guess, infamous story to it, which I didn't realize at the time. But this Yankee team, this is the last um, team in the United States that Mel Hall played for. And then he went to Japan. (laughs) He went to Japan and he came back and and played for the Giants at some point. But Mel Hall um, was a pretty good ball player. But it's just the, the stories that have come out about this guy since he's retired. I think he's in, in jail right now. Um, yeah, who, I forget exactly. I didn't. I should have done my Mel Hall research since we were going back to '92. <laughs> uh, should have looked. But into I know he, he turned out not to be the greatest guy. No, but I mean '92 is like in the height of what he was doing. In '92, he had a 17-year-old girl living in Trump Tower. That's right. That, so- that sounds right. Yeah. And just kind of like a kept woman. And like he was living on this girl's family's uh, floor for like a couple months or something. It was a really weird story as she was underage. And he's he's like living with the parents, going to games, and then eventually like bought this um, bought this uh, apartment in Trump Tower. And I guess the lady says the woman who, who was – who was now she's a woman, but she was a girl then. Now, yeah. at some point, she was interviewed and she's like, Trump came up to her one time because Mel Hall was always be, always behind on his rent. And Trump <laughs> Trump went up to her one time. And I was like, What are you doing with this guy? So I guess <laughs> Trump was giving out decent advice. Yeah. I, or or he was making a play for it, because I don't think Donnie was uh, you know, I don't think he was totally against, you know, bring underage women into your into your apartment as long as you paid rent on time. That was the only, <laughs> that was the only difference. <laughs> Uh, but, Mel wow, Hall, okay. but, but Mel Hall walked out onto the field and uh, looked over at Buck Showalter and goes, the fuck are all these old guys? And Buck was like, and, that, and that's when I knew he had to go. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, Mel Hall had a terrible – he was uh, horrible to Bernie Williams. Mm. When Bernie, Bernie was young. Yeah, that's right. He was shitty to Bernie Him Williams, and uh, I want to say Jesse Barfield too, maybe. I don't mean I don't mean to throw Jesse under the bus if it wasn't him, but I'm pretty sure it was him and Mel Hall. Was that right? I always thought Barbie was yeah, kind they, of like a like a good guy. Uh, uh, unless I'm thinking of someone else, I think it was it was Mel Hall and another guy on the team who were mm-hmm. kind of 
sticks to Bernie. I think Mattingly kind of had a step in at some point. All right, yeah, that's Mattingly was kind of uh, he was a tough he, everybody. Yeah, he was the captain. He was a he was a, he was a true he was a true captain, Donnie Baseball. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So but, um, anything interesting? So you said twelve innings this game went. Yeah, it went twelve innings. Um, there's okay. There's two. Two future Hall of Famers in the game. Junior. Yep. And let's see. No Mattingly. Uh, is this Boggs got there in 93? This is pre-Boggs. Okay, this is pre-Boggs. Is the other yep. Hall of Famer a Yankee? Nope. Oh, did, oh, Edgar? Yeah, Edgar, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, this, and uh, we, we, there was an appearance from Tino Martinez as a pinch hitter. On the Mariners. Okay. Yep. So, so you got been a young, real young team. Yep. Yep. And you got uh, on the Yanks. You had uh, from the '96 team. You had uh, Larritz and Charlie Hayes were on the team, and Roberto Kelly's batting third. Eventually, got traded for Paul O'Neill. Um, yeah. So just kind of looking at this 12 inning game, can you guess how many pitchers each team used in a 12 inning game? Oh, wow. Uh, and I would he, say maybe three each. Yeah, the Mariners use four, and the Yankees use three. <laughs> yeah. Um, so starting pitchers were Juan Augusto for the Mariners and Kurt Young for the Yankees. Wow, I couldn't pick either of those guys out. Of no, there's only one pitcher I know I, I recognize at all. So Kurt Young for the Yankees goes six. Then Rich Monteleone comes in, goes three, <laughs> okay. three perfect innings, and then John. Habian comes in, mm-hmm. goes three innings, and uh, is the eventual loser in the twelfth. And uh, I'm not going to go through the Mariners guys because you're not going to, we're not going to know any of those guys. But basically, um, they won on on the top of the twelfth. Uh, Omar Vizquel singled to first and uh, had an RBI single. It was another pinch hit by Omar Vizquel. So Tino pinch hit. He got on. And mm-hmm. there's already a guy I'd already met on Omar Fiscal had a single to uh, uh, put the go-ahead run. And then the guy after that, the guy after him hit a sack fly um, and, was the and scored Tino. Uh, 5-3 was the final. Okay. Um, how many pitchers do you think uh, would be used in 2019? I can't say 2020 because zero pitchers, but 2019. <laughs> how, many, how many pitchers do you think the Yankees would have used on a 12-inning game? Oh God, man! Does this, does, this, does this include position players? <laughs> been three. Austin Romine's not on the team anymore, so I don't know who they would have went to. Uh... Been three, three in an inning. Matt and me went two for five with a run and a ribby. No yeah. home runs. Uh, no home runs in the game. No dingers. All right, no. first game, no ding. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, Junior went two for five with two ribbies, and Edgar went two for five. Harold Reynolds went two for five. <laughs> was he leading off? No, a guy, Henry Cotto, was lead, leading off. Is this pre-Joey Cora? Joey Cora not on the team yet? I don't see. Unless he was sub. I don't – I just have uh, – no, I don't think he was on the team. Or at least he's not. Okay. Didn't, get, didn't get any uh, any below that day. All right. No, yeah, no. It was – see, because that's a, a good – I mean, it's a preview of 95, really. Not a preview because a lot of players have – there's a lot of turnover still to come, yeah. but uh, I mean, Griffey, Edgar, and Buner were key, and even Tino was key on that uh, 
on that 95 Mariners team. And yeah, with, that was right. But that must have been right before they hit their stride, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they were good in – they didn't make the playoffs in 93. I'm not sure how good they were in 94. But obviously, 95, they were really good. Yeah. And they were probably the front runner. They are probably the front – I'm not I'm sure they played the – Indians in the ALCS, I think, who beat them. But I'm not sure who had the best record. But that was like their premier, probably their best shot to go to a series. Fazio and uh, Randy. Yeah, unit, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. good squad. What, who did they – they had Omar Vizquel. But do you know who they traded Vizquel for? No. It was, was it directly to the Indians? I don't know. Hang on a second. Yeah. This is like such a hacky move right now. But it's the first time I've ever had a computer on when we did one of these. So I'm going to look up. Who he got? Who he got traded for? Or we, if he even got traded? Mariners traded. For, ew! Traded by the Mariners to Cleveland for <laughs> Felix Fermin. God, Reggie. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say him too. I was gonna <laughs> just spitball him out of left field. <laughs> what? Yeah. And the guy Reggie Jefferson in cash. Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. I remember Reggie Jefferson. He played a little bit for the Red Sox. Did um. Uh, you got to remind. Are you um, Omar Vizquel is a Hall of Famer, or is that just me? no, no? Because I just don't think he hit enough. We definitely did not hit enough. I'm putting him in solely based on his glove work. Yeah, I know because Ozzy Smith is in. I mean, there's definitely players in that weren't as good as Omar Vizquel. I just can't. I don't know. I, he to me when I was watching him play real time, I never saw him as a Hall of Famer. That's that's fair, but. If a ball went his way, it was. Yeah, he could always he could he could best make, I've seen. He could make and isn't that enough to get him in the Hall of Fame? Is it being the best defensive shortstop that you've ever seen? Uh, to me, it's just it's just not enough. You have to hit a little bit more than that. It'd yeah. be like letting a D. It'd be like letting a DH in. And Edgar is obviously the only <sighs> DH in. And to me, Edgar was better at what he did than what than what Vizquel did. This probably hurts him. He's only in three all-star games. Yeah, he just wasn't – yeah, I mean, I don't want to like, knock him. He just wasn't – good. to me, he's just – he's a very good player. Uh, he, he almost had – I mean, he, what do you have, like 2,800 hits? But that's more – I think he just hung on for a while. He's kind of more like I a pilot. played for 24 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to – I got to give a hard no on Omar. If I'm – I'm a tough grader. Yeah, I didn't rise. I just, I, to me, because because like you said, he's the best defensive shortstop probably that I've ever seen. That's why I've always said he was. The fact that he, yeah, I mean, but I he can't played, think of one better. But he played in a time where shortstops were like blowing up. So he played Cheater and A Rod, and there's a million shortstops who are going to be starting in All Star games ahead of him. But yeah, and plus he was on an All Star heavy team for a long time, so he, they didn't they didn't need to put him in there because you're going to have Manny and I don't. They we played with Albert Bell and. uh Veterans Tom, committee will let him in. Don't Tom worry, they'll it. get in. <laughs> everyone, everyone gets in. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's not much more about that game that uh, not that I really remember. I mean, like I said, there's not much I remember except for that one tidbit. But uh, yeah, that was game number one for me, man. Yeah, so that was '92. We finished ten games under 500 that year. Bucks first year, as I said, taking over for Stump Merrill. But we improved by five wins from the previous year. So, yeah, up in the right direction. Right. And then 93 so, uh, was when we started adding some players. 
That's yeah, when we. That's O'Neal, when we started. Obviously, Neil Boggs, Jimmy Key all came in in '93. Also, Bernie's first full season. Yeah, yeah. He had played. A, he had played a little bit in '91 and '92. More than a little bit. I think he'd played like half a season, but it was more because of injuries mm-hmm. to a couple mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. And '93 was the first year where he was, you know, starting center fielder. And I, I mean, I, I remember I had one of his early baseball cards, Bernie. And he was just like this skinny dude with the glasses. Yeah, I think I had one of his rookie cards. Who knows, you know, what a rookie card what isn't. But I had one of them. I couldn't remember exactly what brand it was. I wasn't much of a scout because I was just like, this guy is not going to be part of the Yankees for very long. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he didn't look like it. I mean, nah, he, he was that, yeah, tall, lanky, just uh, those glasses, those big glasses. The glasses didn't help, yeah. The glasses didn't help. <laughs> they were damning, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, '93 was my first year okay. going to a game, and it was just—I mean, surreal—walking in the first time and seeing the stadium. Yeah. Uh, you do can't you, really. Com- do you, do you, you can't look- compare like going to your first game to seeing the the field for the first time, green grass and all that. Yeah, you've heard it's like, like Billy Crystal's thing in uh, City Slickers, where he talks about seeing Yankee Stadium for the first time. Uh, I don't. I saw oh, City Slickers so long ago. He's got you got to watch. I mean, not, you probably don't need, you probably don't need ever watch City Slickers again. But that monologue about going <laughs> to Yankee Stadium for the first time is incredible. Oh Good. yeah, yeah. It's All great. right, well, I'm going to make a note of that right now. Pretty much just. I mean, you said you, you kind of. I'm sure he, he'll this. describe it better than I do. But well, uh, yeah, but just seeing he's got, it, he's just, got better writers. <laughs> just seeing it for the first time was unbelievable, and uh, I went. My first game was June nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Okay. It was a, sa- a Saturday afternoon game uh, against the Twins. Uh, Yanks were okay, uh, 40 and 29. Okay. So definitely an improvement from the past couple seasons. And uh, just a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. The Twins, I'll give you the lineup quick. Knobloch, who obviously future Yankee. Chip Hale, Kirby Puckett, Dave Winfield, former Yankee. Uh, Brian Harper, Shane Mack. Pedro Munoz, Mike Marksudian, Pat Mears. Starting pitcher, Willie Banks. Oof. Okay. All right. So a little bit top-heavy, that line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yanks really quick. Bernie, Boggs, Mattingly, Tartable DH, and O'Neill and Wright, Mac no- Matt Noakes, one of my favorites, behind the plate. There you Deion go. James, Spike Owen, and the always fan favorite, Pat Kelly at second. Scott Kamenicki on the mound, who, believe it or not, Complete game, nine innings. Oh, I always, day. I always liked Scott Kamenicki. I don't know if because he's just around yeah, for a couple a, of years. Or... Yeah, he was like, a, you know, kind of a. I don't know. Would you consider him a journeyman? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I don't know how long. I don't know how long he stuck around. He seemed seemed like a kind of a veteran. Probably a little bit younger at this point, but he was like a uh, just one of those back of the rotation kind of guys who could eat up some innings. Ten, ten, ten years and one, two, three, four, four, four teams. Yankee. Yeah, that's. I think that qualifies right there as a veteran, a little bit of a journeyman. Four teams. Yeah, it was his third year that year. But yeah, it was. It was always around. Yeah, so. the time. Okay, he was young at the time. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the only reason I remember uh, this game, and I could go back and find the box score, and you're not going to believe it, but <laughs> Chip Hale. I don't know if you remember Chip Hale. No, not, not at all. Yeah, nobody does. But 
he was a third baseman for the Twins that day, and he hit a dinger in the first inning, two-run homer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I remember because I, that sticks out in my brain more than anything. Okay. All right. As he, as he went deep. Knobloch let off, did something. I don't know. It was a two-run homer. Uh, and believe it or not, as much as I was a Matt Noakes fan, I do not remember. He went deep twice this game. Oh, yeah. That's and just, I, don't, I don't remember the Noakes uh, home. Also, Spike Owen went deep. That was your guy, man. I know. Maybe that's why. Not Spike. I, I, I'm pretty sure I was always a Noakes guy even before this. But, yeah, Noakes was my guy. And, uh, yeah, the Yanks win 8-4. Cam Nicky goes the distance. Willie Banks knocked him out early. I think it was like two and a third he went. Okay. Yeah, two and a third. Longman came in and finished the job. George Tosamas, whoever that is. Uh, okay. So yeah, not much else. To, not much else to say for who, this game. Just who, matter, matter of fact, win. Who'd you go with? I know you want to get too like personal, but who'd you go with? Uh, my father and my grandfather. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good first. Good game. first game, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, nothing like it. Nothing. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats your first. <laughs> <laughs> and all I can tell you about it is who I went with and Chip Hale's home run. That's it. <laughs> Thank, hey, thank God for Chip Hale, or else I'd, I'd be looking for Yankees Twins. I remember we played the Twins, but I'd be going back looking for Yankees Twins games from all the <laughs> early 90s. Uh, so good, good thing for that. So there's a, I, we're getting into 94 in a second, but there's a couple games when I was doing this research that I know I was at. I mean, I don't remember the actual games. I couldn't pin down the box score. And uh, I don't like one game. I don't even remember who the Yanks played. I remember I just went with – um, two like my neighbor and a friend of and a friend of his who I ended up being good friends with later on, and like his and my neighbor's father, and I just remember we got like these Yankee pinstripe hats which looked pretty fresh, and then <laughs> and then another time I went with another, a friend and his father, and we sat in left field like right on the foul pole, and it was it was against the Rangers. And Rusty Greer was in left, which I think is like a right fielder. For him to be in left was weird, but uh, it was. I remember Greer in left actually. Oh, okay. Because Juan, right. Juan Gon played right. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you, that's right. Because Juan Gon was in right, and then Mickey. I remember. I remember Mickey Talenton was playing, so he was probably Mickey Talenton was probably DHing then. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, and I just remember we rode Rusty Greer the entire time. Just it was. <laughs> I mean, I was I probably. 13, 14 years old, and uh, just th- the three of us, my friend and his father, all of us, rusty, rusty. Like, oh, all you have day, an obligation man. when you're that close. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was my first introduction to heckling, and it was uh, relatively tame by bleacher standards, but uh, just it was nice that <laughs> my friend's father getting so into it was pretty great, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking back, I wish I knew, but looking back, I don't know if he was uh, putting back beers. I would assume he had a couple. I don't know if he was like in the back. Or you what. guys were in the bleachers or in the. No, we were right on the foul pole. Like on it. Like you could touch the foul pole. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's it. I mean, I wish I, wish I had more information about those, about those games, but I just don't have any. Um, and maybe I, I might have a, a ticket somewhere, like in a scrapbook or something, but I have no idea where to find that even right now. Yeah, I used to have one of those binders with, you know, you keep your baseball cards in. Yeah, yeah. And I had, I had, I definitely had those twins tickets in there, but I, I, those are long gone, I'm assuming at this point. I have no idea where they are. So 1994 comes along. 
Yep. The Yankees have the best team that they had had in uh, probably 14 years or so, right? I mean, they were – I would say since 81 when they yeah. went to the series. I mean, they had some good teams in the 80s, but I don't think – this team was on pace to win 100 games. Yeah, yeah. Although they did they did finish the season losing three in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, this is, uh, again, young Bernie. This is Bernie before he was at the top of the lineup. This is Boggs, O'Neal, Mattingly. Um, Mike Stanley's on the team. Uh, and it, it was just, there was a, it was a good feeling in the Bronx. Everybody felt great. Well, but I mean, everybody, yeah, was... everybody felt great about it. I just remember it was, you know, I, I just knew it was big. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I didn't have much of a feeling other than I knew it was big news that the Yankees, and I was a Yankee fan. I just knew that it was big for the city. I knew it was big for New York. I knew it was huge. The Yankees were like good again. They were contenders again. O'Neill was, Hitting like 360, having a year, and uh, and then we go to this game, Yankees Blue Jays, and that's the last <laughs> baseball until the following spring. The yeah, strike, so the strike comes we're... in, <laughs> and uh, all dreams die. That's it. That's that's it. Yeah, I mean, it it basically forget about what it did to us. It basically ended baseball in Montreal because. Absolutely. Everyone assumed That's, Yankees Expos that it was a collision course almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you talk to people from back then, and that's that's what it was going to be. The Expos had a hell of a team. That's that's Pedro and like, uh, oh, Felipe who's the manager, right? And Mo- yeah, Moises Felipe. Moises was on that team, and Jesus, who else was on that team? Uh, oh, God, was Pedro on that team? Yeah, Pedro's pitching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, was a great team. Was uh, oh, Larry Walker? Was that? Uh, before oh, he, that, yeah, it might have been yeah. Larry Walker. Yeah, it had to be because it was before the Rockies. So, yep. So, yeah. So this game we go to, and I think it's your grandfather, my father. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, I don't. It was, like, it was a Thursday afternoon matinee. Where were we? Why? Why did we go to this game? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea why we went. I think we sat – I want to say we sat on the first base side up a little bit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the only thing I remember – I remember, first of all, Joe Carter yep. uh, hit, a, hit a big home run in extra innings. I'm not sure if it was the game winner because it went – I think the, he hit one and then we tied it up and then Ed Sprague actually won it. But yeah. I remember Tartable's home run in this game. Do you? I don't... Yeah, I do. It was a bomb to left center, I believe. The only thing I really remember about this game, I, you you nailed it exactly where we sat. All I remember is Joe Carter like going up to bat, and he's holding the bat by the barrel, and he slammed the handle onto the ground, and it kicked back up, and he caught it just like smooth, bang bang. He just caught it. <laughs> I just remember that being. Like, <laughs> I remember it being one of the coolest things I ever saw. <laughs> it's, it's something you could pull off with a wiffle ball bat back in the day. I'd still I still go out and play with the kids, and I do it constantly. Still, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, bit very. Well, I shouldn't say bittersweet. It was completely bitter because we lose the game and we and we lose this fucking season. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was so weird. I don't know if I can. I don't know. Ninety four was such a strange thing, and unless you're a hockey fan, this has not happened. Well, yeah, we, nobody loses the playoffs except unless you're an NHL fan. We've they've done that a couple times. Was that oh. Yeah, oh six maybe. I think oh, I, I don't even I, remember. Was it twice or just the one time? Or just the one? I, 
Uh, I think it was just once. I could be wrong on, on how my, my memory's not the best at hockey, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it was oh yeah now mid two thousand. Wait a second, range. that's not completely true. A couple years ago, this is probably like ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, I know. I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> this was late night, and we were all hanging out. And uh, I mean, I can't tell you how shit faced we were. And you rallied yeah. off every from memory, every Stanley Cup champion for 20, 25 years? Definitely from the 90s on, I would say. Okay. All right. I don't know. I couldn't do that right now, but I, I don't know how. I don't know what came over. <laughs> it was. Uh, and each one, I wasn't sure of many of them, but somehow I was able to pull pulled everyone out. It was amazing. I think I was looking. I think I had it on my phone as you were doing it. And I was like, each time. <laughs> You know, you get to like 94 and 85, you know, okay, Rangers, Devils, you're like that. And they're like, all right, that's good. But uh, when yeah. you started, <laughs> some of those pulling them out. It's like, I forgot that was even a fucking team. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So, 94 leaves a real bad feeling in people's mouths. 95 uh, comes around. 95, start, 95 starts late. I think it starts in early May. And oh, another big thing you talk about this, but another big thing was like Mattingly had never sniffed the playoffs and it was getting to be the point where, you know, he didn't even play in a playoff game. Like here's his all-time great Yankee and not even to get into the playoffs in his career would have been a, would have been a shame. Just have been, would have been a sad thing for a case, a captain. He's an MVP. He was, uh, I mean, He's the one. Of the, he's the best ball player on the team for a decade, you know, or not, you know, not a, not a straight ten years because of injuries and stuff. But he was everybody's favorite for at least ten years. And uh, yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to imagine like people look back at the current uh, crop of not current crop, but you know, pre uh, Judge and Didi and all and all those guys, Sanchez and Jeter. You know, was the face of the franchise, face of the Yankees. There was a lot of great other, you know, other great players that played around Jeter. Obviously, you have Rivera, Posada, yep. Pettit. Yep. With Mattingly, I mean, not that there weren't other good players in the team, but Mattingly was the Yankees, and the Yankees didn't win at that time. Okay, they were a good team throughout the '80s and the early '90s. But Matting, look, I mean, if you look at a little bit like uh, Trout, how, how he is with the Angels, how they don't win shit, and you know. Trout obviously is considered the best player, you know, of all time by some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, best player in baseball. But picture that in New York City with the with the Yankees, best franchise in the history of sports. Mm-hmm. That's what Mattingly meant to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the time you know, I started rooting for the teams. Obviously, the early '90s, Mattingly was kind of a shell of his former self. Probably still the best player on the team until maybe O'Neill got there. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. Bernie, it was before Bernie was really Bernie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, he was the draw. And people came to, came to watch him. I mean, and not that they were, oh, not, yeah. not they were, not they were packing the stadium every night or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, he was still – people were going just to see him. Everybody, everybody had a 2-3 right. jersey or a 2-3 T-shirt on. And mm-hmm. that was and – obvi- And obviously with the, uh, you know, with the injuries, with the reason he wore down, obviously. I mean, he was one of the best hitters in – you know, the late eighty, he had like a good like four or five year stretch where he looked like I mean he was just gonna walk into Cooperstown. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the the back injury hurt him and so the thing that made it really bittersweet uh in ninety four was the fact that you know, you didn't know how many years he had left with those injuries. Yep. 
Yeah, and you're just kind of and obviously '95 turns out to be his his final year, and you know, but good thing is, uh, speaking of bittersweet, is you know, they yeah. fi- he finally gets his shot in the playoffs, and it ends. Uh, That's uh, I mean, as, as bad as bad an ending as you as you can have. But it started out started out great though. <laughs> Yeah. It seems so perfect. So I don't know if I remember. I remember watching like the I think it was the last game of the season. Then they clinched the wild card, first ever wild card. Um, and they clinched, and he went deep in he went deep in that game again, too. In Toronto, yeah, in Toronto, and uh, they clinched there. And I was and at, before you get going about that, yeah, the Friday night game of that uh, series. Mm-hmm. I was talking about fan favorite Pat Kelly. Yeah. Kelly hit a huge home run in the ninth inning of that game with George up in a skybox. Oh, man. And Amazing. I think Kelly, Pat Kelly may be the – I don't know how many home runs he hit in his career, like 30. Yeah, I mean, he, he was not – he was a punch and Judy hitter. Let's just call it like it is. A yeah. fan favorite, but definitely a punch and Judy hitter. It's a big home run to uh, give us the lead. And we won that Friday game and then ended up winning that Sunday to clinch the – we a we were a wild card. I think the Red Sox won the division. Uh, I don't know. Was it the Red Sox? Actually, I don't even remember who won the division. It could have been the Red well, Sox. I know it was Mariners. I know it was Mariners, Indians in the ALCS. So I think it was another. Yeah, it could have been. I think it was. I think it was Red. Sox. I think the Indians beat the Red Sox. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the Mo Vaughn teams. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, Mo right. Vaughn. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So before, before actually, even before I go on on ninety um, on ninety five, let me just. Mattingly was so good, right? The injuries broke him down, but eighty four, he wins the batting title, three forty three average, two hundred and seven hits. In eighty six, his two hundred and thirty eight hits, ridiculous numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then his MVP year, three twenty four average, one hundred and forty five RBIs, thirty five home runs, two hundred and eleven hits, one hundred and seven runs. Um, gold glove, silver slugger, and incredible, incredible year. Oh yeah, the guy, the guy. Look, if you ever have the the um, I don't know the motor, I don't know what you call it. The you ever have time? Everybody's got time on their hands right now. One of the best articles I've ever read in Sports Illustrated was Don Mattingly, Wade Boggs, and Ted Williams all sit down and talk about hitting. It is like fascinating to watch to listen to these guys. And it's really just <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I read it. But it's really just Boggs and Mattingly kind of picking Ted Williams' brain, which is just which is cool in itself. Um, right. You know, three all-time – well, you know, the the all-time great hitter, if you mention anybody, it's Ted Williams. Splendid, splendid. Yeah, and then Boggs obviously had, was, just, was just as legendary, and uh, Mattingly, like I said at the time, uh, was, was right up there. Um, yeah, what could have been with Donnie, man? It always sucks to me, and I, and it's and if you ever come to me, I just want to put this disclaimer out there right now. If you ever come to me and mention anything about a Don Mattingly curse, or if you have any dis- <laughs> if you have any disdain for Don Mattingly, you're a fucking Fugazi fan, and I never want to talk to you again. I have no interest in talking to anybody who. I mean, if you came around in the '90s and that's when you became a fan, and you look back and say, "I got into one shit," go fuck yourself, man. Okay, Don <laughs> Don Mattingly got fucking screwed. He had, he had back problems, and you don't fuck around with backs, all right? It's not easy. It's not easy living it's with not, a bad back. It's not easy hitting with a bad back, and it's not easy hitting like he did in the 95 playoffs with a bad back, all right? Because he had a great fucking playoff series. They lost to a better team. They were the, they, they got there. Donnie was part, a big reason that they got there. 
And uh, I, I, I like to think that if he was on that team uh, in 96, even as a backup, they're still they're going to win it. I think if, if he starts, as much as I love Tino, there's a chance. I mean, Tino was was uh, – it was with, with Cecil. I mean, they were they were platooning at the end of the season there. So you never know. Yeah, towards the end, yeah. Yeah, and, and Madden, like I said, still an asset with the glove. Maybe he didn't have the range. Um, he did anymore at first, but he could still pick it. Uh, like he's got a raw deal. Just played at the wrong time. That's all, man. That's it. He was, he was, yeah, it's, it's plain and simple. He's a great ball player. He played everywhere. He played first. He played a couple of games. At, he's a fucking left-handed uh, thrower, and he played, I don't know, half dozen games at third base. At third base in the <laughs> yeah. major leagues, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Nobody yeah. does that. Five tools. Well, it wasn't that fast, but four, maybe four, four and a half. But he was a smart base runner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that I was – I can't say because I, I, I assume he was. He was a smart ball player, but it's not, it's not like yeah. I was watching him for his base running when I was a kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, all right, that's my – you got me. So, yeah, brutal, brutal end of the 95 season. Jack McDowell was probably the first – because when you're a kid, you don't really hate anybody on your team. You kind of like all your guys no matter what. Yes. And Jack McDowell is probably the first guy that I ever really hated that Not... played for my team. Yeah. Uh, Black Jack McDowell. So when was uh, when was the finger? <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought that was during the 95 season, the regular season. It would have season. to be. Oh, man. I got to look. Jack McDowell. So anybody who doesn't know, Jack McDowell was getting booed at the Bronx. Um, coming off the in mound. regular season game. Yeah, coming off the mound and just flips the bird to the entire <laughs> Yankee Stadium crowd. Just head down, finger up. Why the fuck doesn't it? Yeah, a real piece of shit. Absolute piece of shit, yeah. Listen, man. And then he comes in and just Gives it up in the bottom of the. I think it was the uh, last inning against the Mariners yeah. game five. Do I mean just lo- looking back? You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Jack McDowell going up against the middle of that lineup, <laughs> we never stood a chance. <laughs> but look, I mean, it was a- it was wasn't a Rod? No, a Rod. Did a Rod lead off that inning? I know a Rod. I know a Rod celebrated. Yeah, I do. I remember him waiting at home plate there. Yep. No, I know Griffey scored the game winning. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Well, anyway, I was at game one of that series. That's my next game. Game one of 95 ALDS. Which what? All right. Is that, uh, is that the Mattingly Dinger game or is that game two? Mattingly was game two. This was uh, Mattingly's right. first game. He got his, he got his first hit in RBI in this uh, first playoff hit and playoff RBI in that game. Uh, Wade Boggs okay. hit a home run early. I remember that. Boggs. I remember right. Boggs' dinger. Uh, Sierra hit a bomb in that game. And uh, Rube, yeah. Rube hit, he had a big one in game two also. Yeah. It was it, – Ruben Sierra is like a forgotten name of the Yankees dynasty, man. I mean, he was just he, – Yeah. You know, the, I think the problem with Sierra was he, he didn't have the best reputation as being a big clubhouse guy. No. And I think he was a big me guy. Yes. <laughs> Sounds about right. He had he – had, he had at least two stints with the Yankees because he came back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, never actually won a championship. Yeah, I do believe with it. The yeah. Yankees. Uh, I know. Tor- I know. Tory didn't really love him because he he got shipped out in '96 for Cecil, I believe. Yep. Yeah, we needed him. And uh, but something, uh, just something about the guy. You just you know dust him off 
uh, you know, throw him up there in a big spot and he hit a big hole. Yeah, that, he it just, was incredible. He had that swing where he just, he just brought it back from the heels and just whipped it around. You know, I you know, Yankee Stadium or anywhere, he could put it out, just pop it right over that right field, right field wall. Not easy to do as a slugger to just go up there and hit in a big spot. Obviously, Reggie's like the best ever probably to do it, just be a slugger and just go up there and know, <laughs> know what he's going to do and do it. Yeah. It, but Sierra had a little bit of that in him, and the guy just went up there and let it rip. Ruben was the ultimate poor man's Reggie. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What position did he even play? Uh, I think he was like a right fielder. I want to even say like he might even come up at like third base or something. Like I was just yeah. one. He's just one of those. I remember weird him. Guys. I think like playing a little bit at left. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't much. He was all. He was all stick, no glove. Yeah, and it's just fun to watch. Yeah. He just had that fun whip around swing. It's just fun to watch if you're a fan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that '95, and it just felt great, man. Like Boggs went yard. The I don't remember. Specific, I mean, I know it was rocking. I know it was loud. I know it was like a different experience. Like I know I had gone to a, a handful of games at that point, and it was just a different experience to see uh, what like a, what like a um, what a hungry playoff a, yeah the hungry Bronx crowd could do. Man, it was something else. Yeah, and I, yeah, to, here you go. Let me. Pat Kelly makes it in this game. Wade Boggs is at a dinger. Bernie O'Neill, Ruben Mattingly, Dion James in left. Mike Stanley catching the late great Tony Fernandez at short, and Randy, <laughs> and Randy Velarde. Oh, starting pitcher David Cohn goes eight it. Cohn, eight man. innings. I was gonna say pet it, but eight mm-hmm. innings, five Ks. Wetland with the save. Oh yeah, Cohn because Cohn pitched game five, so that makes yeah. sense. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, another – and then game two was amazing. Like, that Mattingly home run is one of the coolest things you can watch on YouTube. Yeah, I've watched that a yeah. million times. The Mattingly followed by the uh, – or, excuse me, the Ruben home run. We were just talking about it. Ruben followed by uh, Mattingly. It's just incredible. Yeah. Cra- I think Ruben, t- Ruben tied it, and then Mattingly uh, gives us the, the lead. The crowd is – w- actually, before we got on the call, I watched from game one, Mattingly's hit and Ribby. And the show, oh, that old stadium crowd, there's nothing that would ever Rock. beat that old stadium crowd. I, I mean, no, like, yeah. I can't stand the new stadium anyway. And is that the loudest? Is that the loudest of all the games you've been to at the old stadium? Is that the loudest? No, lo- is, uh... loudest I was ever at was, uh, and I was there when they clinched in 2000 in 99. I was there when they clinched, but 98, I was at game one. And that Tino Grand Slam was as loud as that place oh, ever got. Okay. That was as loud as ever. O'Neill, O'Neill talks about that. All it right. was unbelievable. And that one I can remember vividly. I was older. I remember it vividly then. Like, that was incredible. Right. Yeah. I have one moment that sticks out. I'll get to a little bit later. But, yeah, that um, of how loud I heard the stadium. But, yeah, that makes sense because O'Neill always talks about that's the loudest. <laughs> it was on, was the, Tino, it was, the Tino Grand so, Slam. And that – and I, not that I'm also, uh, we'll talk about that game another time. We'll do that when we get to it. I don't want to get too much into that game. Let's yeah. stick tonight. Let's, we're 95 right now. We'll stay here. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then that game, game five, because it's weird because back then the five-game series was two, three, like two for the – Two for the underdog, and then three for the home home favorite. I think the reason that happened was because the season started late. Okay, so it was a shortened season to begin with, and for travel purposes, 
I feel like they had to do two oh, at home and three on the right. road to kind that of. Just for, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think because the fo- they may have done that the following couple of years too, but they got rid of it really fast because okay. it didn't make much sense to do to I mean to have the the team that had the worst record yeah, two home yeah. games to start it off doesn't really make yeah. much sense. You know what's cool about watching these games is uh, you, you see like young Jeter kind of cheering him on. He's kind of like the still the yeah. top stat, but like he's still he's Jeter, but he's not Jeter yet. Yeah, looking back, you're like, oh, I mean, it's obvious right there. there yeah, but get him in, man. Get him <laughs> in. To the next guy. Get Pat Kelly out there. Get him in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was just uh, – and a young Posada on the bench. Like, it's just cool to see those guys. Yeah, Posada was on the roster in yeah, 95. It's just cool. Then he, he came in and pinch ran, I think. Uh, I, yeah, then game five he pinch ran, yeah. 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 Uh, very, it's very cool to watch those guys just um, – before they're before they're who they are, you know what I mean. Beside a pinch running, by the way, <laughs> people are probably like, "Is that people are running to their computers right now?" Like, no, pinch running, right. man. Look it up, man. Look it up. Yeah, and, and playing a little bit of third base, I Did think he? too. Oh, really, jeez. Yeah, nah, I could be making that up, but I'm sticking with it. For Might now, as well start making wild claims, man. They're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna call it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, ninety-five. Uh, what? Is your next one – when's your next one? Do you remember? Uh, the next box score I have is actually 97. So, I mean, we obviously have to touch on 96 before we get to that. Yeah, 96. I got one game from 96. This is – I hit I hit a real right. – 95 on, I hit a really incredible streak of playoff games. I I was at, I was at at least one playoff game from 95 until uh, 2000. After 2000, I – Stopped. I, I didn't get any more tickets. <laughs> the, the well, the well run dry. <laughs> um, so you, this is a playoff game. Ninety six. I was at uh, game one against the Braves. Oof! Wasn't that good of a stretch? Then? Well, I mean, <laughs> at ninety five, I was there and they won, and it was awesome. Ninety six, I was there. They got crushed, and they, yeah, and they came back and won the series. But yeah, so ninety six, game one. Um, it's probably about as quiet as I've as I had ever heard the stadium was. Uh, Were you there when that's, that's as the quiet as stadium? It was it was a fun- it was a death march, man. It was a funeral. Just clang out the foul ball. Did you did you did you walk out after that? Mm. Is that what saying? Um, the- maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people did. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I remember that game just had me in tears. Literally, it was as a kid. Just I'm, you're so excited. For you know, World Series, first one in fifteen years. Obviously, I'm ten years old, so it's not like I was waiting that long. Yeah, but for the team to go yeah, to the World first, Series. It's your first but one. But still, though, you're yeah. in the World it's your Series. Your first one. Man. You're yeah. excited. You don't know what you know. I don't know if it's gonna ever happen again. It's your first one, and you just get smoked. They got crushed. And the game's over before Andrew it Jones two. Murder. Andrew Jones yeah. two dingers. Kids nineteen years old. Two. Breaks Mantle's yeah, record. Breaks Mantle's record in... It's just, it, I mean, it's just everything just, just yep. crushing. Yeah. Um, Smoltz goes six, two hits, one run, and they just ride uh, ride the pen. Yeah. And you're playing the defending champ, so you just feel yeah. like you just feel like you're in over your head. Right Pettit got the rocked. They were, I mean, they were, because Pettit got Oof. rocked. Two, two and a third innings, seven <laughs> runs, all earned. Mm-hmm. It said Jones is a couple of dingers. Fred McGriff hit one right at the foul pole. Right, like we were first baseline again, just 
silent, yeah. silent in that place. And again, I want to say that was off Brian Bowringer. Uh, let's see, was Bowringer in there? Uh, yeah, Bowringer was in there. He definitely was. But, in yeah, Bowringer is definitely Bo- the guy you bring into a eight nothing game. <laughs> yeah, Bowringer gave him two dingers. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he may have given up the second one to Jones because I don't think Pettit was allowed to face Jones. No, again. 96 was – I mean, you talk about a team of destiny in 96. It kind of felt like it, even when they were losing. Because there was all that stuff with um, Joe Torrey, Joe, you know, Joe Torrey, the New York kid, and he'd come, he'd come in, he'd replace mm-hmm. Buck, and everybody thought that he was in over his head, didn't have any idea what he was doing. Like what was, everything he had done up until this point in his career was an absolute failure. <laughs> right? Like he had never had any yeah. success. Coolest yeah, show. He had never had any success. Right? That was the headlines in like the Daily News. was coolest show. And he comes in uh, for this team. And, uh, you know, they had a really, a really good season. And they – it's a transition year, you know, because it's after Matt. Yeah, so, yeah, you're bringing in Tino, who Tino got off to a rough start, and he was getting booed within the first month oh, yeah. of the season. Um, <laughs> and somehow they turned around. Gino Jeter uh, was a big part of it. He he, he started that season. He's uh, the big opening big in Cleveland opening at Dinger, day, yeah. made the over-the-shoulder catch in Cleveland. Um, and it just it just seemed like you're off and running, okay? I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like mm-hmm. 98 where they couldn't lose. Okay, I mean, '98 they got off to like a rough start, and then they didn't. Then they no, then, completely, yeah, completely. And '96 was big yeah. because you know you, you had to make some big trades at the deadline. They they get um, Sassel at the deadline. They get uh, Graham Lloyd at the deadline, and mm-hmm. you know this this is a team that was a mix of some uh, veterans, some younger guys, right? You have Boggs and Charlie Hayes are veterans and platooning. You had Tino Martinez, who's platooning with Cecil. Strawberry, who's on the team, who had had his problems um, with you know after you know post Mets with the LA, he came back mm-hmm. and he was a big part of his team. Rock Reigns, who was a veteran, platooning with Strawberry, O'Neill's mainstay. I mean, this team was just a per- yeah, it was just a bunch of guys. And it was that just a perfectly constructed yeah, right, exactly. Guys who bought in and just constructed perfectly, right. And that pitching staff, uh, Pettit, Cohn, Key, uh, and the bullpen. With um, Nelson and Wetland and a young Mo who was good for two innings uh, when he needed him, right? Well, and you mentioned and you mentioned uh, Strawberry. Can't forget Doc Gooden, probably the most memorable regular season yeah, game that absolutely. year. Absolutely, yep. Was the no hitter yep. against Seattle? You know, going through all the things he yeah, went through. That was it. and continue and continues yeah, to go seriously. through. Uh, but the, yeah, the fact that uh, I think if you look back and you. You hear, like, I, I've heard, like, Bleacher guys, like, big diehard fans talk about, you know, that year and going to a bunch of games, and they always point to that Gooden game as being, like, one of the most memorable regular season. Not just of that year, yeah. but any year. Yeah. And, and against the Mariners, too, who were, a re- again, a really good Right, team. who we had just lost yeah. to in 95. Yeah. So. Um, and the thing that made that game special for the Bleacher guys, actually, is uh, the original Cowbell guy. Yeah. Uh, Ali mm-hmm. Ramirez, I think that was his funeral that day of of the the day of Jesus. the Gooden game. Uh, that's crazy. So it was like all the all the yeah. stars aligned. Yep. Well, there you go. That, I got, uh, that, so yeah, the World Series kind of world... ties into uh, like the team of destiny from the bleachers on out because Joe Torrey's brother needed like a heart transplant or something. 
And yeah. he was he was on death's door like, in the was. playoffs. He was on death's door, and there was something like Tori's sisters and none, and she's praying, and she's praying for the Yankees and praying for Frank, and somehow he gets a heart transplant. Right? The guy got a heart transplant and survived, right? I'm, yeah, yeah. He, I think he died recently, like fairly recently, but yeah, he lived for a and, while longer with the and, uh, and this is all going on heart. during the playoff run, which is incredible, uh, especially in – and he got actually got the heart on the off day in between games oh, five. Yeah. And six. I mean, can you? Ma- in, yeah, in the day and age where guys you know can't miss the birth of their sixth kid, uh, you know, for a ball <laughs> game like Joe Torre's there managing as his brother is uh, getting heart transplant. I mean, they're both baseball guys through through through. So I'm sure like Frank was like, "What are you doing?" Like, no, let's go to your fucking game. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'll yeah. watch you on TV. So I just so then and then they go and they lose both games at home. To the defending champs, and I, I, I mean, I I thought they were dead. Just be uh, honestly, as a ten year old kid, I thought we're just not that. So those three games, in I'm not sure what we've ever seen or we will ever see another three games as magical as those. The old one games were close, but of course, it ended a championship, and it was only two. It was, yeah, and, the, and and those teams were all, the 2001 team was also a. You know, uh, had the championship yeah. pedigree, so it wasn't as surprising what they were doing, even though they did seem overmatched in that series. The '96 team was a bunch of it was a lot of veterans, but it was also a bunch. It was a very unproven team, unproven manager. Well, so, For them to do what they did in Atlanta against the defending yeah. champs, it yeah. was just surreal. I wonder, like, because like Strawberry had won, right, and O'Neill had won, but O'Neill won when he was a kid. Strawberry, strawberry was true to it, and, but every there's a bunch of guys on the team who never won shit. Like Boggs never won anything. Um, Cecil was, you know, I mean, I love yeah, yeah, yeah fucking Cecil tiger thing, and he was a really good <laughs> ball player. Same thing, big guy, he could hit the shit out of the ball, but he was he was more than just a slugger. At that point, his career he was on his way down, but yeah, yeah, at, the, at that point he was, you know, and Tori, who uh, you know never won anything. And then you had, Anything, and, yeah. and there's where I guess that's probably where the you had like guys like Key and Cohen on the pitching staff. That's where you had like the like Key had already won a championship. He won two champ. Well, he won mm. two with Toronto, just the one. At least one. I want to say two, but he was on. At yeah. Least one so I mean, you had and Cohen just missed out on winning '86. I think his first year with the Mets was '87. Okay. Yeah. Or '88, maybe '88. So, yeah, I mean. uh that three, yeah, three games. Let's see. Uh, uh, there was the um, the Laird's game, the comeback. That was game five, right? That was four. Four. Okay, so which, let me let yeah. me ask you this: Is there a bigger hit in the dynasty era than the Laird's hit? Um. Uh, just let me because... put it to you this way: Is there a is there a bigger is there a more important hit that where if he if this doesn't happen we don't win not only this game but this series? That, yeah, I mean that that home run took the air out of Fulton County Stadium, right? It took the air out of yeah. Fulton County and took the air out of the Braves. That was a turning point. That was an absolute turning point. It was against it was against Woolers too. They're closer. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was that probably changed the course of history. <laughs> you know, I, and I mean, they always call it the, they always call it the, uh, 
you know, the home run that launched a dynasty. And it's hard to disagree yeah. because I really can't think of a more important home run. If you look back, uh, you know, with all the, all the playoff games and all the World Series and all, all the important big games, I don't know if there's – all right, put it this way. If Laritz doesn't get a hit there, I'm not sure they win that game or they win the series. And I'm not sure I could say that about any other big hit in yeah, that that's, era. That's, that held a lot of weight, that dinger. As good as 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 big a hit as as the Yankees got in that time, I just that's that's how I feel. You know, I I went back and just off the top of my head, just trying to look back and find a bigger one. And they, I mean, a million big hits in that. Yeah, that you got Brocious in '98 with a bunch of big ones. Yeah. And uh... but I feel like if those hits don't happen, like the Brocious, and we talked about the Tino Grand somebody's going to step up. I still yeah. feel like we find a yeah, big, yeah, we find a way to win yeah. those series. I mean, our that Larritt's home run. I mean, our back is against the wall, man. Kenny Rogers puts us in a six nut hole. <laughs> McGriff's hitting, McGriff's hitting bombs over the over you know the center field fence. Down six nothing and just clawing, clawing back throughout the game, and for Laris to tie the game there is just as big a hit as you'll. I, I mean, as big as as big a hit as I've ever seen as a Yankee fan. At, you know, I, yeah. I don't think it could be. I don't think it, it was an incredible at bat too. I think it was like a, I don't know, eight or nine pitch at bat. He just kept fouling pitches off. Yeah, because he was just falling off. He was falling off fastballs, fastballs, and he ended up. Uh, Ended up hanging a slider, and even I think even Laird said this. He's like, you don't want to. Uh, at least someone said it. You don't want to get beat with your, you know, second or third best pitch, which is what you know Wooler's slider was, and he, yeah, was on he the, kept it fair. That was on back in the over day, the wall after a championship. <laughs> that was definitely him being interviewed for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I another big at yeah. bat was that uh, Boggs at bat in that game where it pinch hit walk. One of the best pit, one of the best walks. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. In life. Just, yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the biggest pinch hit walk cool. in Yankee history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, big. And then uh, they ended up scoring an insurance run in that game. I forget. I think Ryan Klesko dropped like an easy pop-up right. or something. Game – How? so game yeah. five is huge, five. right? So pivotal game, game five, it's a, it's a rematch of game one, Pettit versus Smoltz. Pettit. Right, and that's another, that's another thing, going back to how big uh, the Larratt's uh, dinger was. If, if he hasn't that home run and we lose, we're down 3-1. We're coming back facing Smoltz. And forget about you know, just Smoltz. You're, gotta, you're looking at facing Smoltz, yeah. Maddox, Gladden, yeah. three in a row to try and win the series. And they're coming in with all the momentum after winning game four. So... Uh, just yeah, incre- incredible at bat by game Larry. five. But yeah, go, going on. Game this five. is yeah, uh, another, that, another just a nail biter of a game. It's a one nothing game. The Yankees win, and it's Pettit, who's like I said, just coming off of getting shellacked uh, in game in game one, and he pitches a fucking gem. And this is yeah, this is twenty four year old Pettit, unproven. Uh, you know, this isn't the guy who you hand you used to hand the ball to after a loss. Yeah, and just assume right, save our bacon, money. Yeah. No, this is an unproven guy who, 
It's an unproven this guy. This is when he proved you himself. Don't know what the hell this is it, guys. This is when he became. This is when he became Andy Pettit. When this he is it. This is his coming out smokes. party right here. That's it, man. Against a team with, I mean, up and down the lineup, this team could fucking hit, man. Uh, you know, take out you know Jeff Blauser, the yeah. team could hit. I mean, ch- ch- Chipper, <laughs> yeah, Chipper Fred McGriff, Javi Lopez, Andrew Jones. Jermaine Dye, plus you have Ryan Klesko on the bench. Um, yeah, the rookie. rookie yeah. I think yep. that was Jermaine Dye's rookie year, too. Uh, Marquise Grissom, who was a good little ball player. Yeah. You... No, Marquise Grissom was – yeah, Marquise Grissom could hit. Yeah, he uh, And just he shut him down, man. In, in, incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And the and the signature play of the game is the uh, throwing Smoltz out at third. Was it Mark? Yeah, because okay. Smoltz led off with a hit. Yeah. In the in the, I think it was the sixth inning. Grissom base hit. Mm-hmm. Lemke goes to move oh, yeah. over. Yep. And yep. Pettit just bare hand nails him at third. And then I think it was I think it was Chipper came up next, bounced one back to the mound, and, and Pettit turned turned two. I mean, I get I have goosebumps uh, right now just talking did, about. Did, did it. Charlie? <laughs> that's what Andy. That's what Andy Pettit was born did, right did there. Char- you want to talk about his moment in the right seventh? There? Did Charlie that's Hayes make Pettit a diving play to end the inning? Like a shot down the line, he dove and tagged uh, third to end the inning. Oh, you know what? Oh, I know what you're thinking of. This was this was oh, uh, so he, oh that was the only ninth. Only Al DePetta got in the ninth. <laughs> was that? Yeah, he left. Yeah, Tory. Mm. I think Tory may have left him in a little bit too long. What what the situation mm. was this in the ninth inning? We're fast forwarding now. I mean, it was one. It was yeah, a no, not game, a lot. So you're not missing. Anything. Exactly. You know, <laughs> if you watching a game, bottom you're, nine is a runner. You're just like bite your nails the whole time. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh yeah, one of the most nerve wracking nerve wracking games where not yep. a lot happened besides, you know, just great pitching. But Chipper's at third because Chipper led off, I think with a double against Pettit. And Pettit ended up getting the next guy out, but it was it might have been a bunt. I don't know, yeah. bunt, or maybe someone just moved them over. So the situation is runner on third, one out, and I wanna say uh, Okay. I want to say Javi mm-hmm. Lopez comes up. I could be wrong. And hits a he did. I don't think it was a great play by Hayes, but he just hit like a bullet at Hayes. Oh, okay. And Hayes right. kind of just went down to one knee and scooped. It might, I'm not sure if it was a line drive yeah. or a ground ball, and just fired across the diamond and got him. And then this is the one. This is the one thing I had a problem with Tory doing. And this is a, yep. this is the first guess, even though it ended up working out. He walked Ryan Klesko okay, to get yeah. to Pol- Luis Polonia <laughs> in this spot. And yeah, I hated yeah. putting the winning run on base. I mean, talk about- hated it. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. and um, talk about a great bat. twice in the series. Polonia. Great bats to end the game on a pop-up. <laughs> Although this was not a pop-up that he ended the game on uh, in this one. He, you know what a signal no, play is. The signal play is O'Neal going back, hobbled. Uh, on like one leg, making the catch uh, to win the game. Paul Neal signature. signature. Yeah, well, he had like two play defensive plays in his career, and one was fumbling the ball in right field in Cincinnati, kicking kicking it into the cutoff man. Yeah. 
This is his signature. Is this his signature moment as a Yankee, or is it the walk? I think. I mean, I think it's this. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Another questionable. Another questionable call by Tory, where he he's not clueless Joe because he's clueless Joe if these go wrong, but he leaves Pettit into hit and with two men on in uh, the top of the ninth uh, with two outs. So he's got. Uh, Yeah. Laird's he yeah. trusted he trusted his guy, man. He was he he was Andy but he, he had two men on though. He Laird's on first and Duncan on third. <laughs> I know. I remember I remember having I remember having a big problem with that. I do, I do. I remember having a big problem with that because the chance to score more runs and you know, Pettit's towards the you have this great bullpen, yeah. you have Mo, you have Wetland, you yep. know, Lloyd, who was unbelievable in the series. Graham Lloyd could be the unsung hero of this series, man. I mean, he made yeah, Klesko I mean, and McGriff, especially specifically Ryan Klesko. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah, total lefty specialist. That guy would come in. I mean, he was like he was Mike Stan before we had Mike Stan. I mean, it was him, Nelson, and uh, and Mo, and it was just Stan came in instead of yeah. instead of uh, Graham Lloyd. But yeah, Lloyd was incredible. Just big lefty, big lanky lefty Australian, just. Uh, just you know, coming from around his body. Oh yeah, yeah. Klesko looked foolish on a lot of plates, man. A lot of a lot of at bats. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. Ninth inning, and then uh, game uh, game six back at the stadium. Jimmy Key, he hired Jimmy Key, man, hired gun. This is yeah. why he got him though. And he cut, and he he comes in and uh, that's it, man. Does the job, of course. Joe Girardi has it. Joe Girardi, yeah, serviceable they job. They scored yeah. three in an inning, and that's all they needed, man, against Maddox. That's all Maddox could, was going to give you. Um, yeah, and I love sticking it to Maddox. There was something about Maddox. I don't know if it was his face or what that I just fucking couldn't stand him. Just because he's a nerd? <laughs> is that why? <laughs> I think so, yeah. And he, he, he never – he always had the – he always had the reputation yeah. on that staff as being the best pitcher. And I felt like you, you yeah. know, Smoltz is yep. the best pitcher. Oh, for Smoltz is a big game roster. pitcher for 15 uh, years. I mean, he was, he's, he pitched big games yeah, against the Twins before Max was even there. Yeah. And just, and just, and just sticking it to Maddox was incredible. Bernie had a yep. big hit. Jeter had a big hit off him. Just go back. Do yourself a favor. Go back and watch. I think it was the yeah. third inning. The uh, Girardi triple is just incredible. Obviously, that's the probably I I wasn't there. Obviously, but that might be the loudest. That was the stadium. I mean, was I, in that I, era. I was, was jumping that triple. My it was the loudest my loudest my living room I ever got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it follows the Bernie's the Bernie hit and the Jeter hit okay. is just uh, the, yeah. They go great. back and watch those. Yeah. I mean, the, the, right the Girardi now. hit I remember like it was yesterday. Oh yeah, Girardi chugging around uh, second. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that was just as as good as it gets as being a Yankee. Something special that nice to see, man. And then Bob's is riding the horse in the outfield. Uh, yeah, I remember watching like O'Neill, like O'Neill like I said was hobbled, and then I see O'Neill just chugging in from right field, jumping onto the pylon because there's just no pain in that moment. I mean, I guess that Hayes, no. oh, <laughs> Hayes off the nope. line, Hayes. And that was it, man. And it, and yeah. here's another thing: like Charlie Hayes was 
second stint, yeah. The and, second and he stint. He was the guy who was right. He was at the Yankee that I had. I knew his name. I watched him play a couple of times. You know, when he was with the Yankees the first time around, he was just a guy like, oh yeah, I like him because he's a Yankee. And then right, he goes to uh, where did he go? Went to Colorado eventually. Did he go to Colorado? Okay, so he's he, Colorado. Oh, he was drafted by Colorado yeah. when uh, he wasn't protected in the in the draft, uh, the expansion draft. Yeah, and um, oh, that's fair. That's so he was coming, ends, up, yep. ends up coming back to platoon with Box, and it was just so fucking cool to see that guy who you kind of you know didn't you didn't grow up watching Charlie Hayes, but like you just you felt like all right, here's a guy you no, know, and and, and uh, you watched him in the bad times, mm-hmm. and here he is, you know, winning you know winning the the big one with with uh, with your team. But so ninety six was so fucking cool, man. I'm for just to see that first one. That, it was yeah, probably always be my favorite one. Yeah, it's hard to top. It's hard to top it. Two thousand yeah. was first time seeing your team win. Two thousand was yeah, sweet, but it was a lot sure. of relief. That's for sure. Too. That was that was pressure packed because you were the. Di- it was. Yeah. It was yeah. all the pressure was on one side. <laughs> you know, it's just it's how it is when you're. Uh, you know, so I don't brother. know. So what? Your next one is ninety seven. Your next. Uh, Oh yeah, my next box. Let me get that. That Unless is. You uh, want to say about ninety six. I remember uh, this to, because to it, top it off. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it was just un- unbelievable. Just unbelievable watching the team win for the first time, and uh, there's just nothing like. And coming back when, as oh. I, like I said, as a ten year old kid, thought they were dead after after they were down two. You know, two zero to the Braves, and then to come back and win four. It does you a disservice though, because there's times I'm like, like, all right, I've seen this before; they could do it, and they just haven't done it. (laughs) Right, it's the wrong, it's the wrong team now that you have the faith. It has led to it's led to some heartache in the in the future years, but yeah, right. As a kid, as a kid, it's incredible. It is, it is. You know what? That's a good point. I, I looking back, like I always try and have faith in my team as much as I don't really believe in them. I try and just, you know, gla- yeah. try and be glass half full when it comes to them. And uh, I probably, it all comes yep. back to this 96 yeah. team. Just because well, I, will know, say, I saw it happen I once, it could happen if again. if your glass is a third full, that's a lot. I don't think, I, I haven't seen you with the Yankee team in a long time have a glass that's half full. <laughs> well, true. That's true. That's fair. I'm talking more. I'm talking more. What? Well, yeah, I, you know, in between games or previewing a game, yeah, I could be a little pessimistic. But once like the game gets going and it's it's like it's you know, I strap on my cleats and put the eye black on and I'm ready to go. Strap that's, on your you know, cleats and put the eye black. And is that that's just that's just getting a, a glass and pouring the drink? That's it. I mean, that's just that's, that's a nice. That's way. it. You go. That's it. Yeah, it's hard to be. Yeah, it's hard to be pessimistic at that point. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of bulls <laughs> back there in these these last couple teams. Uh, yeah, so '97 is my next game. It was actually I okay. this game because it was on my birthday. Uh, this was May eighth, Thursday night August game 5th. against the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pettit pitched this game against. Let me see. Was he the oh, starting okay. pitcher? Darren Oliver. I'm not there's sure. A journey. There's, there's a journey. Darren Oliver was the starting pitcher. Billy Billy Ripken. <laughs> Billy Ripken was playing third for the Rangers. 
Your boy Rusty Greer <laughs> was in the three hole playing left. Uh, not much I remember from this game except Mo getting out of a bases loaded jam in the ninth. Uh, Tory okay. actually brought him in in the eighth to get out of a jam. Couple couple home runs. Uh, Char- no one home run actually. Charlie Hayes. Not much else to say about this game. Uh, other than that, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, more importantly, on the '97 team, obviously, you know what I remember actually more about the '97 uh, team more than this game. Obviously, I actually went down to uh, Legends Field mm-hmm. and down in St. Pete, and I was actually at that was oh, the okay. first year that that opened. So, I, so yeah, and it was you brought up Frank Torrey before. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he was sitting there oh, uh, during cool. I, during an inter squad game. It was I, I went there and watched the Yanks versus uh-huh. the Yanks. It was Cone versus Pettit. It was both. And the one thing I remember from that, other than seeing Frank Torrey there, because that was kind of cool, like seeing mm-hmm. you know Frank Torrey after the heart surgery or whatever, was uh, uh, Posada. Who had obviously been on the team in '95, but as a kid, like you, you know, this is pre-internet mm-hmm. and everything, so I don't know really Posada. And uh, I remember Posada taking Cone. I think he took Cone deep okay. at least once, maybe twice. And I was like, "Oh, I was like, this guy can fucking hit." And he's the new Matt Nose. A couple Nopes. years later, he's the starting. I mean, he. I mean, he was. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, he was still. I mean, he was still uh, playing on those early teams, '97, '98, '99. Uh, but he, you know, it, it was cl- it was pretty clear that he was about to take. He has some bad blood Girardi. between him and Girardi, right? So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily bad blood. Well, I don't know. It, it, I think once Girardi became the manager, it was kind. Of, it was overblown a little bit. I think whenever a guy you played with becomes the manager, it's tough because he goes from being a pair sure, to sure, your, yeah. you know, to yeah. your boss. You know, for lack of a better word, uh, but I, I, yeah, I don't know if there was bad blood. I'm sure Girardi didn't love. I mean, where Girardi go up to that? Maybe the Cubs, or the, I think it was the Cardinals. Maybe I'm sure Girardi didn't love. You know, in the yeah, middle of a yeah. dynasty, having to go play somewhere else. But you know, it's just the way it, it's just the way it works. Masada was a better player, and he was so the future. 1997. Play, so. You went in May. That was yeah. Before um, Hideki Arabu came to town, I think so. Yeah, Arabu yeah. was over the summer, was... right? <laughs> I remember. His, I remember his first. Oh, it was game. big. It was, it was against. Huge, I think it was, it, was a, it was a rock concert. Oh man, he God. pitched really it was well. A that real game. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's yeah, see. Let me see. You pull up his first game. Yeah, he. Uh... That was it. That was his. That was his peak. I'm pretty sure it was against the I think I, I, think I do this I figure out how to do this quick, but um it was he came with some with a, with a bunch of fanfare, man. I remember there being signs like in Japanese in the stadium, you know, this around like, people just excited to have him. I don't it, I don't even know. So this is after Nomo, right? So people probably thought like, oh, we got the new Hideo Nomo. Not that Nomo yeah. was anything special, but he was you know, he had he had a couple good. He was never an ace, Nomo, but he, but he was, he was a good pitcher. But he was never like, no, as good as. No. He did. He had yeah, his moments. He, he a couple no hitters. Right? One with the Dodgers, one with somebody no. else, right? 
yeah, it doesn't count. I think the Red Sox he pitched for. Um, so I think we kind of, yeah. I think Yankee fans kind of <laughs> thought Arabu was uh, next coming of Nomo, and he was. What, was it in '97 where not even close? Sidewinder tore him apart, or was that later on? Where you just got sick and tired of him? <laughs> yeah, uh, when he called him a fat toad. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to okay, say that yeah. might have been '98 because he was on the team for at least. He was on the team through at least through '98, right? He was on the Yanks. Yeah, he was on '99. Yeah, and he he never really made it on the postseason roster at all. But yeah, he was. I uh, mean, he had a winning record as he had a tough go. Of it, <laughs> Twenty nine. I mean, he played on four eight zero ERA. <laughs> oh yeah. Four eight, Jesus. No, he was yeah, not great, and he yeah, wore his welcome rather quickly. Uh, yeah, bit of a, oh, was he right. a drinker he a drink. back then oh, too? Because I know obviously nice. later yeah. in his life. Ah, uh, shit. Was was it? Uh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh, well, if that brings a little damper on things. Oh fuck, um, man! Sunday four, have have one for Hideki. Man. Yeah, game okay. Awesome. Here's the here's the Hideki. Um, let's see. I'm looking at like these teams. Is you have a favorite? Let's see. Like obviously, Jeter, like the big guys, Jeter, O'Neill, Bernie, Mo. Uh, do yeah. you have a favorite uh, like role player on these teams, like the Andy Foxes or? No, just on the like teams. Yeah, I don't know, like, like uh, Homer Bush or uh, like Ricky Lede or um, those type guys. Yeah, I was a big Ricky Lede guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's one guy that sticks out, maybe. Um, Ricky Lede, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Lede even like started games though. He wasn't even know. really a, like he was a starter on some of those teams. Against righties, at least. Yeah. Yeah, he started. Yeah, started. Yeah, he It's like the best team of a, of a generation. Yeah, he was started, starting left fielder, so. <laughs> he was. Yeah, I don't know if there's one guy no. that really uh, stands out to me, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Soho. Yeah, it's a good one. Soho is a, a favorite. Um. But yeah, I don't know if there's one guy that sticks out to me. Soho, obviously, yeah, just, just, just put him in there. He, he would he would do whatever you asked him to do, man. That's him. Yeah, he was not a great ball player, but That's he just it. found a way to slap the ball around. You know, he called uh, Pacquiao punch and Judy. Like the Soho was just a slap hitter. You'd find you would just find find a hole. Somewhere. That's it, man. Just put the ball That's in it. play. So ninety seven. I don't have anything <laughs> from ninety seven. Uh, ninety ninety. No, that's all I have. Uh, yeah, it just obviously ended horribly. That was with, a you kick know, in the teeth because you're like, all right, here we go, man. This is what we do now. We're the New York Yankees. We're coming off a big one, and it was, yeah. uh, and it was Mo giving up the dinger. Oof, yeah. tough, yeah, because you know it's his yeah. first year as a closer. Wetland's gone, and you know I got the lead in game four. We're up two one in the series, looking like we're gonna move O'Neal on. Sig- O'Neal's signature play in that Oof. game. In the Top in the uh, in the loss to the Indians, that uh, he had 
big double in a, in a yeah. comeback attempt. Hit a big double. Again, the hobbled. Yeah. That was game five. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, you know, that could be another one of O'Neill's signature. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Like, he's he hobbled, he just chugging too, around right? the bases. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, great, great slide, slide yep. going to the second. Uh, probably should have been out, but <laughs> I mean, it was safe, but I mean, he had probably had no right, you know, trying to go for a double there. Uh, does anyway. And yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and two then, out, but, two well, out. With, you yeah, you know, Yanks season dies there. And then 98 comes and they get off to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. But then. There's like a team as a team meeting. Was a players only meeting? Is that the <laughs> story? It was in in Seattle. Yeah, the Cone and uh, who else are the veterans on that team? Cone and uh, you know, Cone was a big mm-hmm. part of it. Who else? Girardi probably, and a couple other guys, just kind of like right on the right eye. Which, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, they, I think they were like one and three, or they started off zero oh and three, one and three, and it's kind of ridiculous to start. Uh, you know. Panicking after a few games, not football. But you know, you and play they, for Steinbrenner, so you, <laughs> nobody's job is safe. And I'm pretty sure there there were rumblings after that after that slow start for those few games yep. that Tory yeah, come off come off a tough loss the previous season, uh, and yeah, got off to that bad start, right? And then they just don't look back after that. They don't. They do not look back. It was incredible, man. It was. It look, was like I the, I can't I've never seen anything like it. Type season, and it's weird because I know like the Yankees recently have had 101 teams that feel like they're underachieving, but which is leads me to think that they have another level to go to because they won 100 years, 100 games, and it, and it was especially like, like two years ago when the Red Sox won the division. It felt like they had another level to go to, and I have not seen it with this team, and that's why it's frustrating with these guys because they have the talent. It's just you got to see them take take mm-hmm. it um, to a different place, which is 98 team did, right? So you had 96 was – they were the lovable team, underdog, lovable underdogs, which you would never see from the New York Yankees. And right. 97, there's a hard luck loss. And then 98, they just turned on. They became something different. They're like, look, we have right. – yes. 98, they, they become they the Yankees, Yankees again. again. Um, Cone, Wells. Andy Pettit and Orlando Hernandez comes in the middle of the season and does an, an incredible job. Yep. The guy's the guy's an incredible pitcher. Um, never seen anything like El Duque before. There's nothing like El Duque out there. No, and, and you know what? El Duque, uh, we talked about Larritz having uh, the biggest yeah. hit in the uh, Dynasty era. El Duque may have had yeah. the biggest start in the Dynasty era, which was game four against yeah, the Indians. Right. Well, yeah, against without the, without the game, the, that 98 Yankees 98. might be uh, the Mariners, the 2000 what, – what team is that? But the 2001 Mariners, yeah. So 2001 Mariners, yeah. Right, well, because, you know, everything had gone right for the Yankees up to that point, barring, you know, except for yep. the you know, first three or four games of the year. Everything goes right. I mean, they just – they won – I can't – for people who weren't around then, I can't yeah, – they just won was... every fucking day. And then you get to the postseason, they sweep the Rangers in the first round, win game one against uh, Cleveland, 
who they obviously lost the, the previous year. That was my next. That was my game next two. Game yeah, the I was at two games in nine, '99 playoffs, and now '98 playoffs. And that was uh, the first one. '98 at the Knoblock camp, had me and my father. Oh, you were at yeah. that. Yeah, brutal. Oh, I remember just being in the car, oh, like shaking my head, listening to uh, you know who was on the fan at the time, just going back listening, and me and my father are just like taking out like. Guessing what the Daily News headlines was going to be the next day. <laughs> it's like, not nah, blockhead and uh, shit like blockhead? that. Whatever, just kind of trying to be cute in the car, whatever. It's miserable. Yeah. Miserable. Uh, Tough. But do you know what? It's one game. So, you know, you're tied 1 1. It's one game. But the problem was they go game three. And the one thing I remember about this game, Pettit starts it. And I just remember Mark Witten hitting a, like, hitting a ball <laughs> like 800 feet. I mean, it was home run derby, man. It was one of, Pettit had yeah. a few of these in the playoffs. He wasn't flawless, yep. but he yes. just gets tattooed uh, in game three. Oh, yeah, so Mark, let's come and now a second of appreciation you're looking for Mark at Witten. Not, not fucking guy could. He, hit a little he bit. was one of those I mean, guys that he could the, fucking hit the shit different out of coming off his bat. It's it's yeah, it just sounded different. Hard hitting, Mark, and Rick. I don't know you can say what you want about the stared air or stuff like that. And uh, yes, mm-hmm. there's a. Time and place for that conversation. Mark Witten probably doing something. He just looked like it. I'm just going by looks alone, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. but he just he sw- his, mm-hmm. his his swing was short. It wasn't like one of these big looping like Ruben Sierra swings. It was just a short kind of compact swing, but it was quick, man. And it was just he got to the ball and the crack of a Mark Witten home run oh, yeah. was. He uh, felt bad for the baseball. Yeah, absolutely. He punished them. Absolutely. Man. So game four, he <laughs> goes to Cleveland, it. down two, down uh, two one. Yeah, and game four, Duque, who you don't really know much about him at this point. Obviously, he had made starts in the regular season. Uh, I don't think he had made a start in the. Was, in the it, was round, there though, was there was any sweet. hype around Duque? I mean, I was he, good. He was good. This is kind of what made him. I don't get. I, no Hideki or Rabu well, hype, or was he like Jabba Chamberlain? Was he even Jabba Chamberlain hype or anything like that? No, you guys come over. I think the only you. I mean, honestly, I think the only hype around oh, him Levon, was yeah. his brother yeah. from the year before, Levon. Oh, that's always a big thing. Yeah, with these guys, like he came over like a big raft game. or something, escaping Cuba. So yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was no, the hype. no shoes if there's any or hype, something. Yeah, around, yeah, it was around Levon Hernandez, and. And the fact that he had to like escape, you know, Castro to get here. Yeah, yeah, that was the hype. Just had, like, exactly. everything after that was crazy with this guy. <laughs> and he, yeah. Uh, so obviously, Duque saved their bacon in that game, and then uh, Wells yep. in Game Five, who was their ace all year. And that was the crazy thing about these dynasty teams. It's like we, we're going through all these years: ninety six, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand one. It's like. It was basically the same mm-hmm. similar pitching staff each year, but it, was, yeah. it felt like there was a new yeah. ace yeah. every year. And this year it was Wells. And Wells obviously takes him home in game five. Wells obviously, uh, you know, probably the most memorable regular season game. For, there wasn't, honestly, there weren't many memorable regular season games only because. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like they were in a playoff, like a playoff race year. or pennant. Yeah, I remember one game where they came back like in Oakland with Strawberry hitting a grand slam. That was uh, the game. But other than that, I mean, there wasn't. Was 98 it was, it was the basically October for bust. And he can't speak. speak. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, that was 96. No, that was 96. 
I don't no, think so. Really? Yeah, that was 96. Uh, I could be wrong. I think it was 96, yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, I trust you with your... Uh... Yeah, 90, yeah, 96, man. Shit. Yeah. Which is which is crazy. It was 96. I mean, that's a, okay. We wind here at, uh, at this point. But, like, 96, he has his aneurysm. I'm not sure if he's going to fucking make it. Beats a thing, shows up in Oakland, you know, eventually, and, uh, you know, p- you know, pitch five, yeah. six innings, whatever. And the guy throwing no hitter <laughs> through. <laughs> what, seven? So yeah, it's an incre- incredible no, no story yep. from, uh, for Cohen. But, um, uh, yeah, so yeah, back to what you were saying about there being no, no, never like a true ace, just guys kind of stepping up when they had to. It was just a team. It was, there was an ace, but it was like year to year. It was weird. Like Wells was the yeah. ace in 98. That's why he was the game one starter. Uh, you know, brought us home in game five. Then obviously mm-hmm. Eddie Cohn brought us home in game six. Uh, oh, I'll give you another memorable game from 98. I, I'm pretty sure that was the Orioles. Oh, goal. yeah. Armando uh, Bernitez. And, go, and going back to, yeah, going want, back you, to Graham Lloyd, that's, you know, not only not only who you want against Ryan yeah, Pesco, him, but him who Strawberry. you want in a Just one oh, fucking awesome. bonkers in that game. Oh, Strawberry, yeah. yeah. Terrifying. I mean, Armando not, just don't hit Tino squared in the back. Just drilled him. Oh, as brutal. Other than headshots, that's like as brutal yeah. Yeah, I mean, a hit by pitch as I've yeah. ever seen. Barring any headshot, yeah. obviously. I mean, just square in the back and Tino yeah. missed. I think yeah. like three oh, yeah. or four he games didn't after that. For, for sure. Yep. And neither did Armando yeah. because he was he was uh he got a hefty fine, I'm sure, and was uh <laughs> suspended for a little while. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. suspended, yeah. Uh yeah, ninety eight <laughs> just um it just everything went Right, except for and yeah, you gotta take your league somewhere That's along the best way. way I can figure, put it. I take your looks. It can't all be that easy, right? And then they get, and then they get to the World Series. Yeah, like I said, that game one, uh, and that was the only adverse. Yeah, they were down, and then not. Game see, here's another really. thing. Now Block, I guess you could... team, his team was so good. Now Block had his troubles, and uh, you know he had the yips and shit. He never knew what to expect. Now Block could move from second to left, right? I don't think by that point he had had his so problem. Why would he even be playing second yet. in that in that game? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess for so. that at bat, I guess. Yeah, I guess he was still playing second at that point. <laughs> he was because the let the knob lock left field. But he wasn't hit. He wasn't even hit. I remember he was struggling though at at that point. He was always uh yeah there was. Not black. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a weird player, real strange yep. player. Because he won rookie of the year in '91, and obviously uh, we get him in '90. Was '98 his first year or '97? Yeah, I would think he came. I think in it was '98. Yeah, I could probably I could look at this '97 box score. Yeah, '98. I'm pretty sure '90. '98's his first year. So. And I mean, you, you feel like you're getting a really good player. This guy's rookie of the year. He was, he was an all star. He had some good years with the Twins. And yeah, shows you flashes of brilliance. And he, and 
that's kind of sums up his time as a Yankee, like where he would show you flashes of being this really good player. Then there were times yeah. where he couldn't fucking throw the ball at first base. It was it was really I, strange. I, I feel like I don't he was even know how to explain Chuck Knob. I think he was struggling at the plate. People who didn't in, see him play in the playoffs or something. Because I remember then he, when he, I remember not being confident when he was at bat, and then he hit a dinger. Well, he had the, he had the moment in game again, like we talked about. Oh yeah, oh that was that big Indian yeah, of course. game too. Definitely got in his head, yeah. And I think that yeah. I think that carried I think that carried over. I think that carried over to him at the plate, and uh, just I mean, yeah, it's all it's, it's a big day. Put that um, huge at bat game one. Yeah, it, during the comeback, and then leads to Tino's grand slam, which ended, which essentially ended the series. Yeah, they, yeah, Padres never had a chance. That was, that was probably the most outmatched it. team the Yankees played in their dynasty years. I think every team had pretty. Yeah, considering how good the Yankees were, and considering the Padres, yeah, I mean they were a nice little team, but yeah, not not nah. anywhere near what the '98 Yanks uh, loved. No, no, nowhere near their level. Um, yeah, man, '98 was the. Crowning glory for that team because it wasn't even 99. It was just a shell of the Braves team. And 2000, the Mets, I mean, that just could have gone either way. I mean, the team wasn't that that good, but this Piazza in New York, you never knew, man. You just, it didn't, tr- didn't trust things to go right. You know what I mean? It just could have been either, could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, and they had some decent pitching and stuff like that. It weren't like a complete disaster of a team. But I mean, yeah, Benny Agbiani was. In the middle of that lineup, you're not not too scared of Big Benny Agbayani. <laughs> no, they, I mean, they got the most out of their talent team. than Mets. He was in, that was incredible. Yeah, um, oh, yeah what he did with the Mets. Um, so look, I think we got. I think we got to continue with ninety. We'll start with ninety nine, I guess, and kind of go through the two thousands. We'll, we'll try and get up until. Uh, at least 09. We'll try to do 99 to 09 next time and then see how far we can take it from, from there. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. Well, sounds great. I think that's going to do it for Sunday poor New York Yankee edition. The episode, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Sunday poor. Got anything else uh, before we head home? Everybody hang in there one day at a time. All right, a little reminisce in this podcast, bringing a little bit of joy of you know some better days, uh, not just so much on this Bruce, earth, but Indians, in Yankee uh, history. Mariners fan. <laughs> yeah, then you can go fuck yourself. Uh, but yeah, everybody, hang in there. Uh, we'll be there sooner than later uh, with another podcast, another movie podcast coming up, and obviously we'll uh, we'll. Uh, pick this up where we left off with the yanks um hang in there at sunday poor twitter instagram hanging in there with the uh horse picks hey thanks for listening everybody uh, and, uh, we'll see you next soon. time peace all right peace uh, that was a good one Anthony. That was a lot. That was pretty good for, for not having any notes on either side. That was pretty fucking... That <laughs> was pretty good, man. Yeah, Jesus no. Christ.
I know. I have like I forgot five in ninety more box uh, scores. I didn't in get 98. to. Oh no, that's not ninety eight. Never mind. We'll do it next time. Perfect. I didn't forget anything for this time. Uh, no, two thousand. Oh, ninety nine. I, I ran through a couple of celebrities outside the game, <laughs> but I'll get to that next time around. Uh, where? Hey, the, the movie we're doing on. Uh, we're doing it Sunday or we're doing it Monday. Oh, Saturday. I was going to say Saturday or Sunday. I don't think Sunday. I'll be in any kind of state of mind on Saturday to do it. No, I'm starting drinking early big, uh... I mean, I'll be in a good state of mind for it. I just don't know if I'll be able to no, I... together to put anything decent on. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll my open my opens when I'm sober aren't great. Hey, where where are you watching that movie? Because do you have that movie on DVD? Because I don't I don't have it. It's not, stri- it's not streaming I anywhere. Do it's on. I I actually DVR'd it in advance because I knew we were going to do it. Tough. It's on Comedy Central though. But I also have it on. D- oh, I also okay. have it on DVD though. That one's. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I I don't have to rewatch it, but it's kind of a yeah. But I want to rewatch it. I've seen it so many times. You can't. You can probably find it online somewhere. <laughs> Gary Thorne on the call. Andy Bennis gave up eight home runs during the regular season. Andy Bennis. Three of them, my right-handers, five by left-handers. This one by Mattingly. Oh, this is not the regular season, Andy Bennis. Nice little Gary Glitter there at the end. It's incredible. <laughs> Express written consent. Well, yep. I'll write in for it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I might have, like rent it because <laughs> I do want to watch. I mean, I've seen it a million times, um, but I, don't, I have no idea I'm going to talk about when we do it. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I haven't really prepared yet. Uh, Brian Cox at his best. <sighs> all right, man. I'll talk to you. I'll get this out uh, as soon as I can. Uh, right. My phone's going to die. Yeah, my phone's going to die.